Hello. Hello. How goes it? It goes. It's going. <laughs> going oh. strong. Um, I feel like this week has dragged me away since Tuesday. I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> Just <laughs> over it. Completely over it already. I feel you. That's exactly how I feel right now. I can't lie. It's but we move. We move. It's podcast day. That makes sense. <laughs> the energy levels are low. Let's get them back up again. Let's get them back up. Let's get them back up. Do this. You can do this. <laughs> How was your weekend? Um, it's really good, thank you. I went to a nineties um, themed party and I dressed as Scary Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Living my Spice Girls era. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was cool. Um, I went to Leicester for a friend's birthday. Well, a friend's child's birthday. Is that your first time in Leicester? No, I've been there like four times. Yeah, I think maybe five actually. Because when um my friend used to go to uni there, so I was there like a couple of times. Is it is it a nice city? Um, it reminds me of like Peckham. <laughs> like the whole city just reminds me of Peckham. Not the whole city. <laughs> yeah, and I found that I had that issue with commentary as well. Commentary reminded me of Peckham to like Old Kent Road, and the sun never shone there, so it's just, it's like Leicester as well. But I don't think sun shines in those particular places for some weird reason. I'm not gonna lie to you. I couldn't point out Leicester on the map. Yeah, I don't, it's like I don't know. I know where Birmingham is. That's about my central point. That's like my central point in the UK because it's like halfway up. Everywhere else is just meh. Everywhere else is just north. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's just north, and then anything else below that is, I guess, south. Geography <laughs> major. Miss Fisher would have been so proud. Ah, or Mister Dooley. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot we had two. <laughs> I never actually had Miss Fisher, even though she was our tu- tutor. I didn't you? For geography, I had her once in like year eight. She was so boring. I mean, I had it for year eight or year nine. Yeah, she was very dry. We never actually used to talk when we were in tutor class, so I can imagine that. Yeah, so dry. But anyway, hi everybody. Welcome to the Rated Podcast, the podcast where we speak about all things music and popular culture. I'm Carl CNN. And I'm Molly Vade. And today we are bringing you a Hot Topics episode. We haven't done one of these in a long time. True. Right? It's been so long. Yeah, we've been cranking out the, like, content, but, like, it's been very... I don't know how to describe it, but, like, we've been doing stuff that's, like, very current or yeah. very, like, you know, specific <laughs> to a specific topic. It's because it's, like, that time of year where there's, like, award shows and performances and stuff. Mm. That makes sense. It'll start to die down. It'll start to die down soon, anyway. So yeah, but we still have like I guess lots of different things planned for the rest of the year because of your wonderful Asama, which has that, allowed us to. Usher deep dive is coming, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's coming. The reminder to start listening to the album just popped up, and I was just like, mm, please, still early, but it's okay. It's alright. But yes, um, so as you know, we had the Super Bowl and our Super Bowl episode. Guys, if you haven't listened to that, listen to that. This is a good one featuring St. Vicks. Um, really nice episode. We spoke about the Super Bowl, Rihanna, performance, everything Super Bowl related, um, the national anthem, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think we found that the Super Bowl definitely had the internet divided because you have half of the people who are like, oh, you know, Rihanna's Rihanna, you get what you get with her. And she's not obviously been that much of a big performer in the past, so, you know, you should have expected whatever. And then you have the other half of people that are like, oh, it was a dead Super Bowl show, it was horrible, she was terrible. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, where are you on that side of things? 
you know, yeah, like, I know, I think like, my thoughts have changed a little bit. Like, I think the more and more I think about it and the more and more I watch it, mm. more and more annoyed. Oh, okay. I'm wow. not, not going to lie, yeah. Like, it, it was very, very lacklustre. <laughs> wow. It was, like, compared, I'm just, I know I shouldn't compare to other Super Bowls and stuff. Yeah. I've just been waiting. I've been waiting for Rams to the Super Bowl for years and years. Yeah. And I just think what we got is just was not what I wanted, basically. Wow. It was terrible by any means, and I still love her. Oh, my gosh. Ollie, this is quite harsh criticism from that, you. Doesn't that prove how upset I'm actually, I actually It am. does, because I've never heard you speak about, like, her in this tone. But coming from a place of love, I can, I obviously know. It is. It's so. just, I did, I know I shouldn't, it's just I expected so much more. Mm. Um, And I've been seeing, like, videos and stuff on, on like, Facebook and Instagram and stuff going, like, oh, you know, like, there's, clips of her past performances and people like oh what people expected um from the super bowl and then what we got (laughs) yeah it's so true and then uh, i don't know i know she's pregnant and stuff so i can't like go too hard on her i just wish she waited until after yeah that's the thing that's why you know what we did our um episode last week guys remember to listen to that um i think that's why i was like she might as well have just done it like when she turned it down because i think at that point in time Wild Thoughts had come out anyway, so then that's like the, one of the last, in my opinion, good songs we got from her anyway. Um, so like it just made sense for her to do it at that point in time, and then she was in, I think, like her peak. She was in her late twenties. I feel like she was in a good space. She was obviously wasn't pregnant or whatever, so she would have been able to give like, and we just received anti anti at that point in time. So to me, or around that time anyway, so it just seemed like it would have been a better, like, you know what I mean? I feel like turning it down and then obviously coming years later just to do it is just a bit like, because, like, obviously I understand what she was turning it down for and obviously there was valid reasons with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and Colin Kaepernick and everything. But then to me, it just makes it seem like, because Jay-Z's involved now, that she kind of just did it because of that particular reason now, which makes sense because obviously he's obviously like her label head or was label head, whatever the situation is with Rock Nation, I don't even know right now, management, whatever the situation is. So yeah, so I just, that was my thing, was just like, well, in my head, it looks a bit dumb just saying no to something because it's like you're standing on your integrity by saying no because you're standing against all these, you know, organisations and people who don't support this one notion or whatever, whatever, or blacklisted this man because of him kneeling or whatever. Um, but then just for you to go back and just do it anyway years later, just, it's just a bit like, well, you should have just added that. You know what I mean? It just, just done takes it. away from, yeah, like you doing it. And then the time you would have done it if you had said yes when they asked you previously, it would have been a better performance, I can imagine, because you wouldn't have been pregnant and whatever, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> by any means, I think it was all right. Like, it wasn't bad. I watched it. Well, like, I've watched it three to four times now. I've watched it again since last week, I guess. Um, and it just is what it is at the end of the day. I feel like you can't take it too personally because, you know, it's Rihanna. Rihanna's going to do what she wants at the end of the day. And yeah. she's going to perform pregnant at the Super Bowl. And that's what she did. So. I wouldn't be as upset. I think what makes it worse is the fact that she's been on such a long hiatus. Mm. And it was like her first like major show in like six mm-hmm. months. I think that's what it was as well. And also because, honestly, Super Bowl was like one of the biggest performances of your career. Literally, and, like, if not the biggest stage anyone will ever perform on, and in even, terms of, like, the people that are watching anyway. Yeah, exactly. And even audience. before she even performed, even when we knew that she was going to perform, I just, in, my, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know what, if she fucks this up, people are going to drag her for it for years and years and years. And that's mm. going to happen. And that's, what, that's why I'm so upset, because I just feel like she just kind of made it easy for people to drag her like they always do for, for her performances which they always do like we said in our episode she is 
she can put on good performances and she has done in the past. So that's probably why I'm just upset about it. But yeah. it is what it is. It's happened now. It's over now. So, yeah. Um, I mean, she's teased that she's going to drop an album this year. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how she's going to do that, to be fair. If she's pregnant. Maybe everything's recorded already, but I just can't see. I don't want her to drop an album while she's pregnant because I feel like the promotion and stuff, I just feel like it's just not going to be a good time to drop an album. Yeah, the thing is, like, with women, like, it's, they have, like, a, it's a double-edged sword being pregnant, because obviously it's a blessing, but at the same time, it's, like, in terms of, like, your career, in music anyway, it's difficult to kind of do stuff. So, like, as you said, promotion will have to stop at some point, because she's going to get too heavy to really be doing any sort of promotion, depending on how the pregnancy goes in terms of, like, if she feels sick or not. So, like, yeah, it's always at some point, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's different if when you, you release an album and then, like, nine months later I don't know you drop an album already and then you get pregnant after then it's a bit different because at least you can promote a little bit earlier on but then like yeah I don't know some of those things just kind of I don't know how she would do it unless they've recorded videos and stuff already but I doubt they've like done that kind of thing or the album's even recorded as you said so you just got to wait but I personally think if since or I think most people are the general consensus is is that if we've waited seven years already we can wait another year yeah for her to not be pregnant and then do everything like without having a time restraint or, you know what I mean, time constraint. Yeah, I think she's over the whole music thing anyway, to be fair. I think yeah. she's going to drop an album. I think it's just going to be what she, whatever she wants, as in, like, I don't think she's going to care about, like, charts and stuff like that. Yeah, which I think she's at that point in her career which she, where she is thinking that too, which is understandable. But my thing has always been, like, I get it because she made much more money from doing fashion and makeup than, like, that she made, made in music. So in my head, it's like, realistically speaking, if you're making billions from not even having to perform just for what you're wearing or what people put on their faces, then why would you want to go back to this thing where you have to perform and you have to promote and you have to sing everywhere and dance? And, you know what I mean? It's just like less it's, it's less strain on yourself. So yeah. I kind of get why she's gone in that route, down that route. Music would, would probably just be for the fans, to be honest. Yeah, literally. I don't know if we're going to get a reggae album or what. Because I know that was what they was they were saying years ago or how long ago. I mean, so the next our next um point is that Rihanna faces backlash for calling her son fine, and that was in she did spread a spread for British Vogue where she spoke about releasing an album this year, and she also spoke about how she wants to just release music, um, as in not like knowing what she did up until Anti when she released like Bitch Baby Have Have My Money Four or Five Seconds, and um. American Oxygen. I mm-hmm. think it's basically saying that she wants to like just do stuff like that again, just like drop music and then just see where it goes, mm. rather than just dropping the album and like making it a whole concept kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, "Bitch But Have My Money" is one of her most like sought after songs, so I don't. I, I'm not mad at it to be fair. I just want new yeah. music. Um, and I feel like I would rather just a random Rihanna. Even though I don't really like houseless songs, I'd rather like a random Rihanna single. Or a couple ra- random Rihanna singles, then an actual whole album right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, but in that uh, spread, she basically called her son fine. And then, like, the internet got into uproar about it, um, saying that it's inappropriate to call your little boy fine and blah, blah, blah. And I was just thinking, these guys are just reaching. <laughs> um, and then some people were saying that in the Carib- in, like, Caribbean culture, like, they call people, like, fine boy and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like a manner of, it's like a, fr- a phrase that they use in the Caribbean. So, um, what do you think about it? Do you think it's inappropriate to call your child fine? So, I saw some people talking about this, and I was like, to an African person, so especially Nigerians, we always say, oh, fine, fine boy, fine, fine girl. 
like typically so it doesn't really bother me i was just like okay like i just read it in that kind of context being an african anyway um i wasn't i didn't know that like caribbean people actually use the same yeah they do like phrase but then i've thought about it and i was like i'm sure i've heard like like a a Bayesian person speak and say something like that so yeah so i was just like well to i think the caribbean and africans were like oh this is not nothing like to be concerned with like because it's just normal but i it seems like the americans were the ones who were like sexualizing it and it's always them it's always <laughs> it's always the americans that take things out of context i'm just like bro he said fine not sexy you know what i mean i'm just like you didn't say like because obviously to them it's like oh you fine like but yeah. no that's just like you can't sexualize things all the time that's what i think they need to kind of like goes back to the whole conversation about americans like being kind of confused about what their culture is and yeah and like when a becomes they, they just don't know how to take it or they they're not really like used to it yeah they're in their minds it's like we're not it's not an it's not an american thing so it must be wrong basically yeah um honestly i have no even if it wasn't a thing that um caribbean or african people said i wouldn't even have a problem with it like what's wrong with it? <laughs> i don't get it i don't get yeah that. i don't think yeah i don't know like I, maybe people just find things interesting i don't know like you know be different even like you know on the internet for example like if a male dad kisses his son on the lips like people sexualize that too yeah, and but... start saying comments like i don't remember who it was i don't know if it was tom brady or like some I remember i can't remember yeah maybe it was tom brady or something i don't know some um i know it was an american person who's a dad or whatever kissed his child on the lips and maybe it was david beckham was it david beckham i don't know somebody anyway and then the internet was like oh my god he's kissing his son on the lips i was just like bro it's not that deep it's like really... yeah people don't like affection like i don't know people find it uncomfortable when they, when they see males um giving affection to their children but they sexualize it for some reason and make it really weird and creepy but it doesn't have to be when it's like a dad and a son you know you can, you can love on your children and it not be like a weird thing i don't know but yeah yeah exactly it shouldn't be a thing it just it shouldn't be a thing at all man so yeah are oh, you just covered okay cool <clears throat> um there's lots of rihanna today um <laughs> speaking of rihanna has um now has the most platinum hits around black women so she's passed beyonce and drake in terms of that most um, overall platinum hits, which is amazing. And also, from the Super Bowl performance, I saw that um, Diamonds and I think Umbrella are recharted in America. Nice. Which is crazy. And that kind of just shows how it impacts the music, generally speaking, because a lot after Super Bowl performances, a lot of songs do tend to recharge. Okay, so I saw lots of her songs were flying back into iTunes, of course. But then for it to chart again after, like, how many years of release on both of those songs, you know what I mean? It just kind of shows how influential her music because everyone's going back to listen to her discography clearly hence the resurgent and recharting so well done to rihanna and um sorry random <laughs> i just thought i'd slip in that chris brown also has like the most um platinum or multi-platinum i should say um certified songs now in terms of the like, r&b males you put that um, mid of the list <laughs> sorry me <I'm> ready <laughs> oh did you have it already oh yeah sorry i didn't even see it whoops yeah but yeah so yeah so I just, I just slapped it in there. Sorry, <laughs> okay. it was on the same like thing that I think you saw the same thing I saw. So yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh wow, I didn't even. The thing is, like Chris Brown got is like he's like a sleeper chartist. If that makes yeah, sense. like he always charts well, but then it's like you don't really notice it. Um, yeah, it's true. He always has at least one big hit with like his albums, like at least one big song. And under influence, definitely kicked things off for him in a good way. Um, yeah, this time around, even though it's like four years, three years old, but yeah. yeah. Um, since we're talking about Chris Brown, I might as well group them all together. Um, he's he dropped his psychic video, um, which is one of one of my favorite songs of Queasy actually. So I'm happy he dropped a video for that. I still haven't watched it yet, but um, mm. 
It's featuring John Carlo, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really, I feel like this era, he's really, really pumping it out. Like, obviously, he's doing his um, Europe tour. Is it Europe or just UK? Um, I think it's the European tour now. So, like, yeah, he's going to be in, like, other places in, like, Europe, Eastern Europe and other countries. There, like, Poland and Denmark. And like, I know you went to his concert the other day. It seems like um, his biggest fan base is in Europe. Yeah, he definitely, like... So, I think also because, like, we didn't... We haven't had him come to the, to tour. I don't think he's been to the UK since, like, the Rihanna incident. So, it's been, like, over, like, 10 years. So, the demand for him to come, I knew was going to be crazy. So as soon as, like, I remember he came wireless, obviously, and wireless is just wireless, so, you know. But as soon as I knew he was going to do a tour, I was like, yeah, we're going to be fighting for our lives for those tickets. And, and and we were. We were fighting for our lives. But, yeah, he's there's been so much, like, so much controversy in the last couple of days because of, well, around surrounding him, as we know. But um, besides that, I will say that the concert was amazing. He's definitely a very talented singer, dancer, performer. Honestly, one of the best concerts I've been to in my life. Top three shows ever. Um... And yeah, I can't complain to Bonus. He has such a good like range of discography, and like he made the show interactive, and like it was just a really good show. To be honest with you, the thing I think my favorite part was that he did a part on the show where he had like a, you know, like you have like a game show, and you've got like, um, it said like three different songs, and so the crowd would basically cheer for each song, and then whatever song cheer got the loudest cheer, he would perform. Oh. And I thought that was really fun and innovative because I was like, mm, they don't, you don't really get to do that, like see that at shows often. Like it's like we the crowd participation chose what song he would sing next. So at one point it was like Fine China, Your Man Ain't Me and like one other song and then obviously like everyone screamed loud enough for whatever, Fine China or whatever song was and then he performed that. And in one round he people screamed like equally as loud for two songs so he sang two songs instead. So um, yeah, Chris Brown is an amazing talent and I hope people give him some grace for, give extend some grace to him and forgive him for the things that he did in his past Yeah, that were particularly controversial just touch on the controversy because I saw online that um, basically he got called out for something about black girls not being let in the VIP section or something. Yeah, so basically that um, after like the club performance, sorry, club performances, after the performances, he did like an um, after party, I believe. And it was in one of them was in a place called Proud in London. Um, and I believe that place has like controversy because it's controversial generally because um, they don't usually let in black girls or they don't like letting in black girls basically. Um, so the girls that were invited by promoters for the club were saying that they weren't allowed in or something, whatever, whatever. But then upon further, like, unraveling of the story, they basically came out to say that, like, it has nothing to do with Chris Brown. It's just the promoters, like, or the people that were letting people into the club weren't letting them in, generally speaking. So the club has a sort of colorist past and they don't really let in black girls generally. So that had nothing to do with Chris Brown in itself, obviously. He's just been told, let's go to an after party, boom, boom, boom. And, like, you know, he can't control who's coming in and out in that sense because it's, like, he's not on the door, you know what I mean? So yeah. how's he supposed to know who they're letting in and who they're not letting in? So, yeah, that was um, dispelled. There's nothing to do with him. But it com- it fueled the colorist allegations again because we've had this before, like, um, a rapper slash um, social media pre- present person called Tokyo Vanity said that he's a colorist and that he didn't let certain girls in his section or whatever, whatever. So that obviously, this now made it seem like that is a thing again. So it was just like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's just a bit complicated. Basically, he was blamed because he was the one that was... He, it was his after, after party. So yeah, his after party. So, like, you're the face of the event. Therefore, it's like you're going to get the blame for what happened. Like, similar with, like, anything that happens in like, Astro World. It's like, Travis Scott, you're the face of the, the, the you know, event. So, therefore, anything that happens, anyone dies, you're going to get sued or you're going to get blamed. So Yeah. Which is yeah. A, um, 
but at least the thing came out about it being the club. Hopefully that club gets something done to them because that's crazy. I know. It's just really like interesting that they have that kind of like mindset in 2023 that only a particular type of person can enter or should be allowed to. But, you know, what can I say? I'm not surprised because I can imagine that happening like in a lot of places in London. Yeah, that's the thing. But I don't know, people need to start giving those places their time and energy because if you know that's how it is, then just don't bother going there. That's what I would say. But at the same time, it's not fair to be excluded. So <laughs> I get it. Um, I guess next on the list with Chris Brown related. Um, so Chloe and Chris Brown have a song coming out soon. Um, and the internet... Oh, it's so funny because I was at the concert in the queue or in the, like, standing there and waiting for him to come on stage. And then my friend showed me, like the image Chloe posted on Instagram of like a still of her and Chris Brown in a video or something. And I was like, uh oh. And then I heard the internet was dragging the hell out of the both of them, but mostly her. And I was just thinking to myself, like, why is it that when women work with Chris Brown or people work with Chris Brown or particular artists that they get dragged? So like Normani also was featured in his Woman Race video and got a lot of backlash for it. But then it's just like why are these two in particular? Because he's worked with so many females in the past that didn't get anything like, you know what I mean? Cause, like, around the time that he worked with, like, Tanache, he's worked with Zendaya, he's worked with, I believe, Kalani, maybe. He's worked with a lot of females in the past, you know, Ariana Grande, for example. But none of them got, like, any backlash. And this was after the Rihanna thing and also around the time that the Karushi stuff was happening. So my thing is just, like, do you, do you people just hate Normani and Chloe and want them to fail, that they will drag them for anything? Because what? it doesn't seem like anyone else gets the same treatment. For all the female artists you just listed, what do they have in common? Oh, their complexions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Bar Ariana, true, actually. Yeah. So I think that's probably something to do with it. Um, I don't know why, though, because I don't know why they would be mad at Norman and Chloe. In I particular, don't... yeah. I just think that they want them to not succeed. Like, I feel like they actually have a lot of hate, especially Norman. Anything that the girl does, yeah, she just gets, like, a backlash for it or insulted for it. I feel kind of sorry for her because, like, Although we cuss her because we want her to put out music, it's not technically her fault. I think her label are the ones that are making things a bit more difficult for her. But, yeah, anything she does, she just gets backlash for. So it kind of makes me feel like it's just times are back to the Fifth Harmony time because she just seems to get abused for no reason. Like, she'll be minding her business and then somebody will just drag her about this or that. Or anything to do with Chloe, somehow it relates to Normani and they're like, oh, Chloe's releasing her album, not even Normani. Normani hasn't released hers yet. How can they let this happen kind of thing? So... Yeah, I feel like I'm not gonna. I feel like Chloe gets a bit more backlash than Normani, whatever she does. Because Chloe, like, she released like she releases like a song, and if people think it's too sexual, she releases another song. She says it's too slow. They but and then they're like, it's like, what do you want from her? <laughs> like, she's, yeah, music. So just let her, at least she's at least she's putting music out there. Whereas Normani, like, she does get praise for the music she puts out. So that's true. Normani doesn't really get cast as much. Plus, we don't have as much material. But Normani has had like a few top 10 hits mm-hmm. like most of her singles and collaborations seem obviously like platinum at least or gold so wild side is gold or platinum motivation is like platinum and then she had like the song with sam smith and the one with um khalid so yeah you're right actually she gets less backlash when it comes. i think her thing is because people want music from her and want it to be more consistent and they actually like the quality of what they hear most of the time yeah. i think fair didn't really get much of a push so it was just like but it was actually not a bad song to be fair um, well, Chloe, as you said, yeah, everything she does is always criticised. She'll be too sexy one minute, next minute is too slow, next minute she's doing the most, next minute she's not doing enough, next minute she shouldn't have added a lot to the remix. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't think she's, yeah, she also gets it quite a lot. When you say it, like, put it like that, she does get quite a lot of backlash. Speaking of that, though, I'm so over this whole album rollout. 
Oh, what Chloe's? Yeah, it's so messy. Like she keeps so basically she's teasing that it's um coming out in March, but it's literally literally the end of March. So it's like basically you might as well just put it out in April. And like the whole like Pray It Away, I did not like. I'm sorry. I know you like that song. Yeah. I think it was very like it's just a random single to put out for an album. I think I think it's a good album song, maybe, but not as a single. Yeah. I'm gonna take it as like a promotional single only. Like not a real real because it's like it's short as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm taking that as promotional single vibes just to show the new, new direction of but the album. It doesn't really show the direction of the album. And also, so she released a, like, album trailer. And in the in the trailer, she's, like, crying. I'm like, is she going to give us, like, heartbreak anthems? Because that's not what I want. It's almost summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need upbeat songs. We said this before. I feel like artists need to really think about the time period. They release the music. Because... Yeah. End of March, April times, that's going to be spring. And that's basically when everyone's gearing up for summer. Mm. We, like, crying bops. <laughs> we want <laughs> songs and, like, songs to get us ready for the summer. Because if she released an album that has, like, summery hits, I feel like the longevity will be better because it will go through summer and people will be playing and playing and playing the song. Whereas if it's, like, heartbreak song, heartbreak song, sorry, or breakup songs, then people are going to get bored really quickly. Yeah, I feel like a slow mid-tempo album is good for, like, a September to December mm. release. Or September to, like, maybe, like, February. Yeah, I agree. And then I think, yeah, from, like, March onwards, like, you, it needs to be a bit more mid-tempo, up-tempo, depending on what kind of music you make. In her case, anyway, because I'm just thinking about Summer Walker, and Summer Walker probably wouldn't release an album in, like, August because... Or July or June, just because it doesn't seem, you know... It doesn't fit the sad girl R&B aesthetic. Exactly. So it's always going to be, like, from winter time when it's a bit more chilled or, like, colder. I don't know if that makes sense. So I get what you're saying, actually. Um, I but I don't know. I feel like you might like what you hear. I know we don't really know what we're going to be hearing, cause, but I'm just assuming it's going to be a bit different to what she's been giving us. But the Chris Brown song will probably make an indication of what we should expect from the album. And I feel like it's going to be a good song, to be honest. Yeah, I think... I- I think that I'm going to be all right. I just hope it's not too slow and too. Yeah. Because I think she, I think she will be a good artist to have a mix of tempos on the album. Yeah, but, I think so too. Because she can, I feel like she could do it all, like yeah. generally speaking. So yeah, I would rather like hear more than like I'm happy one sound. You put in a project out there, which is good. It shows that um she's on the right label because they're really putting their efforts into her, which is yeah. Cool. Also, I feel like I get that, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm a bit like, because, mm. like, most artists, if they had put out, like, four singles and only one of them, like, did well, or charted even, that would be an indication that they need to go back to the drawing board, in my opinion. But I'm assuming that's what's happened behind the scenes. Because, like, I'm just thinking, like, for example, with Sierra, like, you know, like, what era should I use an example, God? Um, not Basic Instinct. The Sierra, Sierra album era, 2013. So, like, you know, we had Sorry, and we had we had, wait, we had, was it Sweat first? We had well, Sweat, then we had Sorry, then we had Got Me Good. And then we had Body Party finally, and then there was that, when Body Party took off, then it was like, okay, we got there. Four, four singles down, we finally got to the <laughs> right song. So that's what I was thinking, like, most times they would wait for another hit to pop off, but they seem to just be pushing that out, which I don't know how that will fare, if you get what I mean. Yeah, but it's so weird because I don't know what people want from Chloe. It's like, I don't know. She's given us different flavours at this point and it's just like, like, what do you guys want to hear? <laughs> yeah. Like, they did like our upbeat songs. They didn't like her slow songs. Like, what What do you like? <laughs> yeah, like, I generally think that like, all the songs that she actually released were actually good. Like, I know I said that um, Treat Me is a bit noisy, but um, I can get past the noise because I do listen to it, like, 
I like the chorus and the um, pre-chorus. It's actually a good, like, fun song. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Um, and Have Mercy was actually quite a good song as well. Uh, and then I feel like For the Night and Surprise, like, showcased a different side to her. So I feel like she's been able to showcase different elements and parts yeah. of her very well. I've really, like, grown to like For the Night, to be fair. Yeah. Growing on me. I'm not... I, I don't yeah, like... I don't mind Big Lado on it as well. I guess it's all right. Like, I guess I would, like, prefer... I would have preferred an original... And then her added on to a remix or something, maybe. But um, what can we do? It's already out now, so yeah. Is that there? Can't do too much. But yeah, I hope that they have money to promote the album because it's not like they're just throwing it out. And I don't know how the world's going to sell in the first week. So I hope for longevity for her. Anyway, that's yep. what I want. Yep, yep. Um, sorry, because I missed the order of the topics. There was just one thing, one more random thing that I wanted to, like, that I saw on social media. And it was basically just around... Um, it was just basically a question on Twitter people asking, and they were saying, if you could erase songs from Rihanna's discography, <laughs> which <laughs> songs would you erase? What do you mean, like, singles or from the albums? Just general, like, any songs she's put out that you just felt like, ugh, I, didn't, I could have done without this. Like, oh. Are there any songs that you feel like... I would say that most, like, probably, most, if not all of her singles are pretty solid. Mm. I think I probably would leave the singles. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe... I would swap. I think I'd probably swap a few singles out. Mm. Like maybe I wouldn't have put out Rockstar One Hundred One. Mm. Think because I think there's there's other songs on that album she could have put out that would have been better in my opinion. Yeah, like you what know? songs? I guess. Um, but yeah, genuinely, I don't know what, what random song don't I really listen to. I don't like the last song on Rated R. Yeah, I don't even actually. It's funny off one of and not. It could have, it could have, it could have ended at um, Cold Case Love. Or yeah, I would have, um, would have minded that. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like. Um, I would get rid of like American Oxygen. Oh, that, uh, is, that, that could go in the bin. <laughs> yeah, that one I would get rid of. I think also, um, I'm not gonna lie, like I like Four Five Seconds at the time, but then I'm just, I don't listen back to it that often. So I couldn't. It was that in that weird era of when she was just throwing out songs and trying to see what would stick, along with American Oxygen and Bitch for Have My Money. So I would probably get rid of Four Five Seconds as well, to be honest with you. Like I could have done without it being around I probably would have <laughs> I would get rid of most of the Girl Like Me album to be fair that, yeah that was just not strong at all apart from the singles and like a couple other songs I think honestly that I don't go back to the album at all really yeah so yeah most of those songs I think that album was just I, we said it in our uh, Rihanna episode on our discography when we rated her album sorry um we, that was like our that was both of our number like at the bottom of our list wasn't it yeah it was definitely because I don't even know like most of the songs on it but the ones I did hear I was just like yeah. except for like um, We Ride and what SOS it was just a random album interlude like in between her big um, break album and the one that her debut album to be honest so they were chasing a sound and what they wanted from Rihanna and so they found it by album three I guess but yeah also, there's a song on Anti that I don't, I really don't like. Is is um, what is it? Never ending. Oh yeah, I don't really. And also, there's a few songs on Talk That Talk that I just don't really care for. Yeah, there's a lot of fillers as we discussed in our Rihanna ranking as well. But yeah, mostly I think we said this before, but Rihanna's really good at choosing the correct singles. Yeah, she usually is. Too, honestly, like... yeah, like she knows what. Probably to her detriment sometimes, um, she. She knows what just so basically, she, I think she builds her albums. Well, in the past, and she built her albums around the singles, so that's mm. why a lot of the albums are filler, they have fillers in them. 
Yeah, because you get the signal which are really good, and then you have like yeah stuff that's just left over, like. Yeah. So like the album will have like three good singles. Let's say like "What's My Name," "Only Go in the World," and then not that album because the album is actually really good. But as an example, yeah. And then the rest would be like filler songs because she knows that you know she's gonna get a lot of attention from those singles. At least, yeah, which is always the case. But, yeah, uh, good example uh, album, but that's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably the better example probably be "Talk That Talk." Yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Where have you been? And then she had like cockiness, whatever. And apart from that, the album was pretty much a filler album. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, but to be fair, honestly, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Rihanna stan, but Rihanna's dis- discography is probably one of the strongest in the game. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, the hits, you kind of, they're undeniable. Like, no one can even lie and say that it's not. She's got one of the strongest discographies, which is why her choice for Super Bowl was probably difficult. Yeah. But she did a good job, I think, with what she did. Discography is probably uh, it, it reminds me is on kind of on par with Mariah Carey's discography. Yeah, obviously they've got like almost the same amount of number ones. So that's the thing. I feel like Rihanna doesn't really is not interested in like passing that accolade at any point as well. I feel uh, like <laughs> I, think would. I actually think she could do it. To be fair. She could like I think she has the potential because it's what she's on fourteen or something. And Mariah's on nineteen. Oh, she's on fifteen maybe? No, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen. I don't I Mariah's on eighteen. Yeah, Mariah's on eighteen or nineteen. So. Yeah, so she's literally like she could do it if she released an album like every year since, um, since anti or anti, then she probably would have passed it by now or at least matched it. But um, yeah, Def- this said bye bye. Definitely the next single she releases definitely probably gonna go to number one. Yeah, the next single that isn't lift like lift me up. Also, sorry, that was another song I would I would get rid of as well. Lift me up. Why does everyone hate that song? I would because have... it's just not Rihanna. It just sounds like Thames. Like Thames <laughs> might as well just sang it herself. Like it's even the accent, like the twang is like more like Nigerian y than Bob than Bayesian to me. So it's just like I just know that Thames is all over this. So I wanna hear her sing it live. Apparently she's performing at is it the Oscars or the Emmy? I can't remember which award show. One of them are big award shows. Um it, she's gonna perform apparently. Or she was due to perform. I don't know if she's still going to perform. So if she does, I would love I would love to hear it live to see yeah. how it sounds. But yeah, I could I could get rid of that song as well. So. Thames could have performed that song. She and, could have like I don't really see the I don't know, but you know they definitely used Rihanna to to sell the movie. I think so too. They definitely did. It was like oh Rihanna hasn't done anything for a long time. Let's give her this. Mm-hmm. It will definitely entice people to. They played it in a good point in the film though. To be fair, it was a very good strategic placing placing of the song. But. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um, speaking of Thames, the NBR All Star Game. She did the halftime show with Burner Boy and Rema and Chloe did the pre-show. And I watched it earlier, just before we started recording. Mm. Um, Burner Boy was okay, but I feel like he was, I don't know, like, he was a bit, his energy was low, I think. I don't know what was going on. Um, Rema was good, but Thames was really, really good. And when she was performing, I was thinking, she actually reminds me a lot of Rihanna. Her vo- their voices are very similar. Yeah, they do have quite similar voices. and They yeah. get that kind of comparison. I also feel like people like will say that Thames can't sing and they also say Rihanna can't sing a lot of the time. So I, I hear that kind of thing a lot recently, and I'm just like, mm. like, but I think they have like unique tones, and that's yeah. what it is. Like, it's like a tone thing, so which might not be everyone's, you know, flavor, but they could definitely have voices in them. So their tone is what I like about them, to be fair. Yeah, um, exactly. But even her performance style, she reminds me a bit of Rihanna's. It's, it's very, very similar. Yeah, uh, I like um the fact that. 
there was a lot of Afrobeat artists at the All Star game performing. Like that's it was just apparent to me. I was like, oh, Burner Boy, Aroma, and Thames I was like, whoa, that's quite profound in terms of how Afrobeats has really just become a popular like genre, like mainstream genre. Because like how you got you got Chloe at the pre-show and you got these three Afrobeat artists like doing the main performance. I was like, rah, swear <laughs> down. Um, so, yeah. The only thing about Burner Boy, I think I, I think he chose the wrong songs to perform, but that's my opinion. Did he even perform um, Last Last? No, he didn't. Okay, I saw him perform Anybody. Um, so Everybody, Anybody, Anybody. I saw that one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't perform his song that I would have assumed he would have performed. But um, yeah, he's generally quite a good performer, though, I think, most of the time. Anyway, we got, yeah, maybe he was just tired. So the energy wasn't all there. Maybe. Maybe. Um, in other news, my fave is previewing a new song called For The Girls, and um, the internet was not here for it. She got a lot of backlash, so Sierra's previewing a new song called For The Girls. Um, I, she teased it a couple of week, months ago, and it sounded really good from the clip, like a real R&B kind of like old school vibe. And then she played a bit more of it. She played it, like she showed a clip of herself like recording or whatever. Gallagher. And I heard a bit more of the verses or lyrics and the internet was an uproar because she's basically saying stuff about like getting your own money and being independent and people were like you're married sis like how can you be telling us to be independent when you're you've got your husband you're literally in your husband's house they said i said wow i'm not gonna lie i feel like sierra just hasn't moved with the times i just i just don't know what it is i love her you know i love her yeah but <clears throat> something about her music is just not translating and it's not moving past 2007 even 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 the way it's spelled I'm just, I feel like it's very, very like 2012. Yeah, like for the girls. I'm just like, Sarah, please, better fans. What is this? I would prefer better things, but like things, because at least then we'll maybe, maybe we can get it played on the pop radio. As soon as they see fan, they're like, oh no, this is too urban for us. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to lie, the snippet was given Girl Gang and Girls Get Your Money. (laughs) No, those are two of the worst songs she's ever made. (laughs) You want to combine them together? You're rude. Not girl gang and girls get your body. Oh god, those two was moments in time I would not like to repeat. Jesus, nah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Better things was okay, and then but then jump and then this song. Uh, let me hold out judgment, but from what I've what I saw, I'm just like, oh, I feel like she just. I don't think she needs to make music anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> A lot of people are saying this. I feel like it's one thing that she's passionate about. And that she enjoys doing it. I think she genuinely has, like... I think she genuinely loves making music. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, you know what? If it's something you love doing, I can't stop you from doing it. But I thought a lot of people have said that same kind of thing. That just model, just... But it's like, if she's not interested in being a model, then what do you tell her to do? You know what I mean? Like, she likes making music, clearly. So let her do it. But we just... I just think she needs, like, a steady songwriter person to work with. I think that's what she needs. Like, somebody... You know, like, how Rihanna works well with the dream or Beyonce has the dream is basically the Beyonce's main songwriter. Like I think Sierra needs that and that's what she needs in Jazzy Faye, I think. Because I think that when they were making music together, it was just never cheesy. It was always like fun. Like, yeah. I think she wants to make fun music again. So this is what I think she's getting at. But like she needs that sort of guidance from somebody else. Because I think when she does stuff herself, I I'm assuming she had a hand in writing this song. It just feels like she did. So yeah, I don't know man. I just yeah, and I think she's just honestly. I think she's just out of touch with what how the music has changed over the years. Cause, yeah, because it's still like most of her music still like it just gives back in the days, and it's just 
I don't know. She just needs to move on, I think. But I'm hoping... I mean, if this song doesn't really do well, I feel like the album is going to be a flop, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think... I don't know about it, especially with the next single as well, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like she's done the collaboration thing twice, so she's trying to do a solo song. But they're saying that maybe Megan might be on this song, apparently, Megan Thee Stallion. But yeah. I'm just like, I don't know about Megan being on a slow song. It would be make more sense for Megan to be on an upbeat song of Sierra's, where they could dance together and stuff. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens, but... I just need her to get, like, a, somebody to direct her because I just think that's all she needs is a bit of micromanagement. And because I don't think she's got the best ear for what people want to hear from her. And I know that there's going to be, like, with Sierra, we, well, there's always a gem or two or three, maybe four, on each album that she overlooks and then picks as another single, picks another single instead. So I feel like she just needs some good guidance to point her in the right direction. Somebody to listen to the album and actually say, actually, Sierra, this is what you should release next. Or give us a choice. Like, I think that always works with Sierra. Like, give us a choice. Pick three songs. Give us, like, 30-second snippets and then let us decide what should be the next single. I think that yeah. might work better for her. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. um, so I saw Pink's releasing a new album, Trust Four, and it's going to be the first album of hers to miss number one since 2012 and I, I just thought it interesting because I obviously Pink is like a heavy hit around the charts normally mm. but then obviously she, she, I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm not the biggest Pink like listener like, I don't listen to her music that much yeah but not denying that she's always been in the charts and stuff but she I feel like she has been gone for a very very long time so maybe that's why they're not connecting with um, her new album or whatever but yeah I just thought it was interesting because it's funny how artists kind of go uh, some artists anyway not all of artists all artists but some how they like a hiatus kind of damages them if that makes sense mm-hmm. um whereas someone like beyonce or whatever can take a hiatus for like six years and come back and then she'll just be as prominent as ever like adele and like mariah carey and stuff but i feel like pink should be up there because she's been around for so so long yeah no definitely i think it's like an age thing i think it's ageism if i'm honest but i think that she's getting older now um and I think radio, like, when you get older, radio, like, box you into certain categories. So, like, you know when you're an R&B artist, artist and you're older, they start playing you, like, on specific radio. Like, it'll be, like, Urban AC and, like, Adult Rhythm and this and R&B, like, stations specifically. Yeah. So they, they box you into that older ad- adult category. And I think the same thing with pop artists as well. Like, if Madonna came out with music now, I feel like it would be limited airplay because it's like she's in her 50s or 60s, however old she is. So I think that's what it is with Pink. The disconnect is now. It's like the quality music might be good quality, or maybe she put the picture on single as well. Well, she's the first lead. Well, she said that in her opinion, this album is one of her best. So they always say this, but then I just feel like, ugh. like when artists say that, I'm just like, no, like it's not your best. If it was your best album, I feel like people would like really be receptive of it in that way. If that makes sense, like I don't know. I just feel like they shouldn't hype up the albums that people like. Alicia Keys said that about one of her last albums, and I was just looking at her like. <laughs> I think you say that when you have like um, albums like songs in A minor and stuff you know what I mean I'm just like how dare you insult yourself like that like do you not respect yourself your voice has also changed as well on top of that you're not in your you know prime so to speak and you're saying that this album that nobody even knows any of the songs of is your best album please my friend sit down yeah Alicia's one her, where her quality quality of music has dropped like drastically yeah, just like, and it just happens. It seems to happen with a lot of artists. My bar, bar Rihanna and Beyonce. Like as time goes on, the quality just seems to dip. Mm-hmm. And that's just it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It really is. 
it is what it is. Period. Um, yes. So Usher Raymond, in my opinion, king of R and B, um, has added more dates to his Vegas re- residency, meaning that they are very popular. So people are going to rush up and snap those dates up. My only ask of Mr. Raymond, the second or third, whatever he is, is to come to the UK because hello, he would be able to like how Chris Brown sold out the O2 like five times or whatever. Usher would be able to do that like God knows how many times over. So it's just like since you're doing this residency, you're clearly in your performance bag. So please carry yourself overseas, my friend, and come and show us what you've got. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to go to a Vegas residency, but I know just like break the bank multiple times. So yeah, those tickets looking pricey. But then you would even have to like buy the plane ticket and then the hotel and then ugh, it's just mad, mad, mad. But yeah, I'd definitely if he comes to the UK, I would definitely snatch up the ticket. Cause... Yeah, same. I think like seeing someone like Usher is like one of those like lifetime things you gotta do. Like I feel like if you haven't seen Beyonce in, in life, you have to see her this one time. Before mm-hmm. she decides that she wants to retire and stuff anyway. Um same with Usher as well. I feel like he's he I feel like he doesn't get a lot of respect. I feel like he could do a Super Bowl, first of all, number one. He's definitely a Super Bowl worthy, he's got enough hits to do that. Number two, his voice is still intact and he's in his early 40s and he's been singing for what, over 20, almost 30 years. And number three, like he's a great performer. He can dance. He puts on a great show. So it's just like... I think people don't see him as a mainstream artist, even though he is, I would say. Yeah. But people kind of put him in the R&B box, I think. And that's and it, I think that's weird. Someone said that he hasn't got enough pop hits. And I was like, what? Like, Usher's R&B songs cross over to pop. Like, he's... Our last, his album 2004 is the last like R&B album to go diamond like he has more hits than Justin Timberlake like if you think about it he definitely has more hits than Justin Timberlake Justin Timberlake has done Super Bowl like how many times so it's just like I think you're right they put him in an R&B bag slash box and it's kind of like just shoved him there but that's not fair he's definitely in my opinion the bigger artist out of Justin and him so that whole pop era in 2010 um, when he released like oh oh, 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 oh oh my gosh and he had like loads of pop hits in that time, like between 2010 and 2012, I think he was in his pop bag. So he definitely has a lot of hits. And even like songs like Yeah, Three Times. Not Yeah, Three Times, sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, like, exactly. Like an R&B song or crumb can be whatever you want to call it. But transcending time, like transcending genres, you know, number one for God knows how long. Like Usher's had loads of number ones as well. So like, it's just like, to me, I don't know. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves, but people like him, Chris Brown, are definitely like super well worthy, whether or not they're R&B artists or not. So I think he should be considered at some point in the next couple of years before, you know, it's too late kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, next, Lizzo covered um, Sam Smith's song "Unholy" at I think it was the some some sort of BBC show. I think it was. Mm. I just thought it was interesting that she chose that song to cover. I watched it and I was just like. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it was because she sang it kind of like slowly, and I don't think it's a really song to sing slow. Mm. So I thought it was interesting to hear a different side of it. Um, also, I'm kind of like after her Grammys um, performance, I'm liking Lizzo a lot more. So yeah, yeah, she's a great performer. Can't lie. I have like my first or second song of hers on my phone now, which is I, special. Um, so good with Scissor the remix. Yeah, so I'm um, definitely getting to my Lizzo bag now. Lizzo. Lizzo, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> in um, unfortunate news, I guess Megan Fox and um, Machine Gun Kelly are in the process of breaking up or breaking yeah. up, I guess. Like, they've been alluding to something and she alluded to somebody, um, like a third party interfering in their relationship. So she followed him on Instagram as well. So. And she yeah. played for 
all their pictures together. Yeah, so um, Ooh. I like them together. I don't really like because I remember they were in Bird Box, and that's when they like their characters like were like lovebirds in Bird Box, and I think that's when they actually started dating in real life too. Mm-hmm. So from that, um, so I think that they like definitely have good chemistry. So mm-hmm. I really hope that they work it out. Um, they're a bit weird though, and a bit like people talking. About, I remember like was it something? Did they talk about blood and sacrifices and some weird things? They like drank each other's blood or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's too much for me. Can't lie, but um. See, now that is demonic, in my opinion. That is. But, yes, do you know what I mean? So, like, that's a bit too much for me. But you know what, guys? That's, you love each other. That's what you want to do. You guys do that over there. Hope you get back together and whatnot. <laughs> um, you know what I hate when, like, um, celebrities unfollow whatever. They, something happens in their relationship and they unfollow them or delete their pictures or whatever and they don't explain it. Like, we need to know. Like, you're relationship is public so we need to exactly know. it's true like it should come up with an announcement because at the end of the day like you doing that is people are going to notice you know what i mean people always notice someone unfollows somebody like megan unfollowed party apparently her boyfriend and then everyone's like oh they're together they're not so it's just like if you lot argue yeah like to me it's immature if you're arguing with somebody and you unfollow them on social media because it's like yeah that deep you know what i mean especially if you're gonna get back together as well like you need to be sure that you want to not follow them at all like i don't know some people mm-hmm. some people don't follow their partners on social media because if they argue, they do unfollow them or whatever. So it's just like, I don't know. Make it make sense for adults, please. Exactly. Um, so obviously we covered this in our Grammys um, review, but it's still kind of being talked about now. And it's that fact that Beyonce lost album of the year at the Grammys to Harry Styles. And a lot of people are still mad about it. Um, I think I'm kind of over it now, even though I wish she did win, but you know, it is what it is. It is, what it is. It's a shame that she didn't get to win, but you know, Hopefully next time. I think I'm just going to... I'm getting to the point where I just want to boycott the Grammys anyway. <laughs> but we're like, they just... Their decisions, honestly, they don't make any sense to me. So, I'm... And obviously, like, the whole Nicki Minaj thing and then, like... I, you know, like, the whole pop rap category thing and everything is just... I feel like, like we said before, the panel of, like, the people or the people that make decisions and stuff, they're just full of people who just are very out of touch with what the music industry is i think yeah i just think what's the point of having one of like the most sought after grand um award shows in the music industry but not like making the right decisions and like getting a lot of backlash and like snubbing people like what's what do you gain out of snubbing people yeah exactly it's true it's just it it seems like more of a popularity competition in opposed to like a an award category that is you know held to a high degree or should be held to the highest degree it's like one of the biggest academic academic music achievement awards or supposed to be so yeah i agree 100 percent. i think um, i think artists should just stop like pining after a grammy if they're, they're just going to be snubbed or like like just don't base your whole career on winning the grammy basically yeah i think that's what it comes down to i think there's like a difference between um yeah like i don't know you can't be your end or your be all end all kind of thing like if you don't get one you don't get one because as we discussed people there's lots of legends who don't have as many as others like mariah Carey has five when she should in totality have like at least 20 in my opinion yeah, but like that's... each each song that she had that was number one could almost be a grammy award in itself or like most of her albums but obviously she had a husband who uh, ex-husband who clearly hated her and had a bit of a pull so i can imagine for a long time, he wasn't getting the awards that she probably should get because he was making sure of that. So, yeah. <clears throat> it comes as popularity at the end of the day. So, I feel like 
until they mix the change the process and it's like more of an inclusive process in terms of voting and like maybe a fan vote and some other things then maybe let's not hold ourselves you know, yeah if we don't get one and diana ross doesn't have one which and, is crazy that is crazy sorry yeah exactly so and they wanted to give her an achievement one did they give it to her this year they didn't i think so i think they did yeah yeah they did so they gave her like achievement award basically but that's still a bit of an insult to me because she was nominated for another award and she still didn't win that so it's just like okay <laughs> It's like it's a backhanded compliment. It's like, yeah, we haven't given you anything for your how many years plus in the industry. So here's this award of pity because, yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> in current news, our London babe, L, um, LMA has decided to release a deluxe version of her album, um, Heart in My Sleep, <clears throat> and um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So I'm gonna jump to you, ponder. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Have you listened to the new song? <clears throat> I didn't even know she had a new song. What was the new song called? It's a deluxe version. There's like three new songs. Oh, is it really out? Hey, <laughs> 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 no. Oh, no. I thought it was pending. I didn't know it was even oh. out. Oh. No, I'm not going to lie. Whoever did her promotion this album round yeah, <laughs> they just threw this album out and said, here you go, guys. There was no build up, there was no tripping, and there was just the album. This album was very, very quiet on the, the circuit. Yeah, she's touring that at the moment, so I'm, I'm like here for it. She can make some big bank from touring, so that's good. Obviously, she's popular enough to tour, but she's not coming to the UK. <laughs> you said she said I'm an American now. It's fine. The thing is, yeah, some I saw today London Hughes, who's an American, like, and she's in the entertainment industry, not American. She's British. She um said if you're like trying to crack the industry and you're like basically a minority you should go to america she said get your visa go to america and everyone was agreeing with her because they're saying that it's hard for people to over here to crack the media yeah and black people or minorities to crack into like the entertainment industry and when you look at it look at all the americans that have gone over to america sorry all the british people have gone over to america to act like danton idris mm-hmm. um daniel kaluuya um there's lots of one well, there's probably more even the guy from Alfred Enoch from um, How to Get Over Murder is from Oxford or something. So it's just like a lot of black British males have like crossed over and gone to America and they seem to be appreciated more. And it seems like that's the case of LMA as well, like in terms of how people receive her music. Like even Budok didn't even chart like top 30 here, but yeah. it was like number top 10 in America. You know what I mean? It's just like, how did that song not blow up here, but it blew up in America? Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> it's just um, weird. But I would say listen to the deluxe songs. They're actually really good. There's a song on there I like, which is called Two O'Clock. And um, there's, there's two more after that. But yeah, it's a good... I actually like the whole album as a whole, so... Yeah, you did. It wasn't a bad album. I think we listened to it and we gave a, like, a little mini review um, about our favourite songs when we did an episode like when it came out last... Um, was it May? Was like May? Yeah, May last year. So, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I just realised that on the deluxe version of the album for Japan, she's got She Don't as the deluxe song. That's random. Yeah, that's like very old. But you know, with LMA, that song might just randomly still come a hit now overnight. So you never know. You never know. You uh, really never know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I saw this on Making the Rounds on Instagram. Mooney Long covered Heartbreak Hotel and then she bring out jo- Jojo and Amber P. Riley. I'm not even sure what the show was, to be fair. It was just some random show, I think. Um, yeah. But it was interesting because like their voices. They they're both they've all got really really good voices, um, and I thought it was a good rendition. Although I feel like at the end they just started like shouting at each other. So I'm just like, <laughs> what? 
when like females come together like with, that have powerful voices um and they perform like, let's say like jennifer hudson and fantasia i feel like at the end when it gets to the like the the, the big notes and stuff they just have this screaming match and i don't really like it it gets a bit loud doesn't it it gets loud like just just calm down like calm that we know you can sing just just sing the song um but yeah it was nice that she was performing with jojo i i love jojo i've I've always loved jojo and i love her voice i really think that she deserves more flowers than she actually does because she's jojo just got done a bad deal and it's because of black ground like the label she was signed to just ruined things for her for such a long time but i feel like she wasn't able to like ever really capitalize off the you know initial start that she had and it was always something with releasing like songs and it was just a problem so yeah the label you signed to is really important obviously she was like 13 when she signed to your label so it wasn't really her fault um i guess i can't blame her parents either but everything happens for a reason at the end of the day so yeah i think people will always she'll always be an underdog i guess um, um, yeah, the performance was interesting. I think, um, obviously, it doesn't hold a candle to, like, Kelly Price and Whitney Houston and Faith Evans. Like, the, and one thing I would say about Whitney Houston, may her soul rest in peace, is that she was somebody who really liked other people to shine. So, yeah. like, I feel like she had... She knew when to pull back. And I feel like on that song, when they performed it live, like, she was allowing, like, Kelly to really like blow and show what she got kind of thing like I noticed that especially like the live performances I did see and like allowing Faith and Kelly to like do their thing more so because obviously Whitney's had a career from how many years before them so by that point they're like they're, Kelly's probably like one year into her solo career and Faith is like five years into her career so Whitney's a bit more like she could blow as you know much as she wanted to but she's allowing them to have their moment so I think that's one thing that maybe the current girls don't really know like the grace to just allow people to just you know, do their thing not, and not try and out-sing each other. Yeah. It's not a competition. Like, know your strengths and, yeah, I don't know, like, even thinking about some collaborations, like, I feel like um, Lady Marmalade, for example, like, Maya has a soft voice and she knows what, she knows what she can do with that and she wasn't trying to, like, be like Christina or Pink with that, you know, the belting or anything. So when they sing that live, Christina's obviously there shouting in the corner and then everyone else is just <laughs> doing their own thing. But it's just good to know your strengths, basically, what I'm trying to say. So... I. I think yeah, and then I it, does, it doesn't just because you can really sing and blow it doesn't mean you have to Everything, all the time. Yeah, just calm down a little bit. But it was interesting, man. They all did sound good. Um, it was just one point where I was just like, oh, this is getting too much now. Just calm down. Yeah, I like Amber's um voice. Yeah, I like Amber's voice too. She's someone who like has been in the industry but hasn't really like yeah. like she's fared well without doing her own music like that. If that's um like a Broadway person yeah um because she's had a lot of shows on west end and stuff yeah because i feel like she paid, played effie at, on dream girls or something like that in, yeah in london so yeah she's really done like well um around and she's also wasn't she on the Masked singer as well i believe she probably was yeah. like everyone has been in that bloody show but yeah she has been going she's been in the industry she's just obviously not releasing her own music but i don't think she really needs to to be fair but yeah i think she won the Masked singer last year in America and she was on um, the UK version I, I feel like more recently maybe yeah she was on Glee wasn't she yeah she was that's how I like became accustomed to her like through Glee yeah Amber 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 I love how she looks like the same like in Glee time she was like 24 <laughs> yeah she looks the same like, she being, yeah being a high school 
person in uh, I mean yeah Americans sometimes they look really young sometimes they don't it's weird um yes in other news Queen B um Cuff It she released a Weta remix um and it outsold the whole top 10 in America in terms of like pure sales I believe it was over 70k like in pure sales um you like the remix um, I do. I think it's interesting. I still prefer the original. Mm. Um, so I think if I'm going to listen to Coffee, I'll probably go back to the original. Because I think, I don't know, I like Coffee as an upbeat song. I like the mm-hmm. So obviously the Wetter remix is more subdued. It's, it's a bit more of like a bedroom jam, I would say. Mm, definitely sexy time jam, yeah. I agree. I do like, I think it's interesting. I think it's a good, like, it's a different stance on the song. But yeah, I do prefer the original. What about you? Yeah, um, I definitely like the original just because of the fun vibe that, that it, it makes you feel like, you know, everything's going to be all right. I don't know. It gives you, it gives me good vibes. Um, I like the fact that the remix is a different vibe completely, though. Like, it's a proper remix. Like, it sounds different. <laughs> There's different vocals recorded. Like, it's not just a different beat slapped onto it. So she's taken it back to real remixes, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with um, Crazy in Love for Fifty Shades. I like- yeah. And then she did it with um well she didn't do she didn't, it's not a remix, but she released the sorry demo, which was slower as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, she's good at doing that, I think. And obviously when she jumped on Megan um Savage, she changed it a lot as well. It made it was like a whole different song, mm-hmm. like and yeah. without her ad libs, I just don't like listening to the original anymore. And least they hear that okay. Perfect <laughs> <laughs> currently since sits at number six on the Billboard Hot Hundred. I'm just thinking like she hasn't really had these many hits on the top 10 from an album from, for ages. Yeah. If she had these visuals, like, she'd really be popping off. Because, obviously, Break My Soul was number one. Without a video. Without a video. And then, like, so it's like, this album is really, really doing well. But then I'm just like, where are these damn visuals? That's it. I agree. Like, nothing else to add. I just feel like, where are the visuals? Man? So we've um, we spent our hard-earned rent money on your um, tickets. <laughs> And there's no visuals. Um, do you think there should be another single from Renaissance, or do you think she should just leave it there? Um, I would really like, really appreciate if she released videos, or sorry, had single releases for Alien Superstar and or Virgo's Groove, as those are my next favorite songs on the album. Um, yeah. I think that's where I'm at. What about you? Would if you could like have any other single? I just feel like we're not done. It doesn't feel like we're complete. Like no. I feel like we could still get more from this project, in my opinion. So if we can still squeeze out like two more singles, then in my head, those are the songs that I would want to hear. Like, but like even so, apart from Break Myself, which is obviously the lead single, but then there's there's not been really like any like like I feel like the songs that they're not really single singles. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. But it's like. She hasn't really announced them to be like proper singles. I think I feel like because yeah. it, because there's no videos and stuff. It just feels like there's no like specific single number one, single number two, single number three. So, it's crazy. But then I feel like that's normal now nowadays. Anyway, there's no like the album cycle. Um, whereas it used to be like a lead single, second single, then third single, then maybe a fourth single. Mm. Is I feel like it, it kind of gets lost. Yeah, bit. it's true. Everything kind of blurs. And because everything can chart now as well, it kind of makes it a bit more difficult. Whereas I feel like in the earlier days of time in music, there would only be like singles that would be able to chart. Um, like singles that are officially released. Of less like a song that's really, really, really well and it ends up charting like when the album's released. But yeah, 
now obviously everything can chart a bit more easily because obviously the streaming has helped that. So yep. yeah, in terms of like singles though, it's interesting because I feel like um, like most of the songs were that from Renaissance charted between like number twenty something and number seventy something. So like it would be difficult to decipher what she was gonna do next because like something like Church Girl peaked at number twenty two in the Hot One Hundred in America, but then. Virgo's Groove peaked at number 43 and it's like to me does that mean that Virgo's Groove is less of a good song in comparison to Church Girl and then Heat it was like number 51 but then that's definitely like that's a fan favourite yeah it's a better song than to me than Plastic of the Sofa but Plastic of the Sofa tried at number 41 so it's like hmm like what would you go with next based on like the the you know the way that things charted during the release week so yeah I agree um, so lastly on our list <clears throat> we have a few other new releases alongside Beyonce's Coffee remix <clears throat> we have Lato's new song I feel like I sound so English when I say that Lato L- Lado <laughs> Big Lado <laughs> a new song uh, Lottery featuring Blue Color and then Sam Smith dropped an album as well um, called Gloria which has Unholy on it so I listened to Lottery earlier and I actually really really like this song Right. It's the chorus for me, G. Yeah, it's really catchy and it's it literally gives summer like a summer vibe. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking forward to at the moment because obviously summer's coming up and yeah, I just think I think she's really going in the right direction with her music. Um, and I think she's kind of found out what works for her. So I'm happy that she's kind of going down the same because, um, obviously, what's that song called? Big Energy was really, yeah. and I feel like this is kind of going down the same kind of like route. So I'm happy she's kind of grown into like the artist that she wants to be which is nice um and i definitely think this song will do well so yeah i'm happy for her yeah i'm i've always been a fan of lotto since i heard like um what song is it i heard bitch from the south you know like i like a female rapper so i've always liked her um i just feel like she, yeah so i feel like she's released their songs yeah between energy big energy and this song she's released a lot of different songs and none of them really took off um <clears throat> And I feel like she's gone back to this sound because she knows that it will most likely give her a, a hit, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh. which is understandable. So, like, I get it. But I'm just like, how many of these songs can you kind of chunk churn out? But this doesn't sound anything like Big Energy, so I guess that's promising to me. You yeah. know what I mean? But then at some point, I don't know, like, it's just a bit... You can't rely on, like, somebody to be doing, a like, a pop hook all the time to save you. You can't. Um, yeah, but then I don't know. It's just weird because I feel like she's talented. But you know what? I hope it works out for her. But people were saying the other day that the song isn't charting that well in terms of like streaming and like the US iTunes chart positions. But then somehow the radio play is already like going through the roof. So they're saying that her label are buying like radio play slots. <laughs> I'm like, God. <laughs> so yeah, because that's what helped Big Energy as well. The radio play really helped it like chart. So they're like forcing it to be a a big hit by getting it played on the radio, which obviously encourages people to download and stream it. So. I, get, I agree with you. I get what you're saying. You can't have, like, basically you can't have a whole album of these type of songs. Yeah, because you're actually a rapper. So, like, I get Nicki Minaj, for example, lots to compare, but you have to... Just, Nicki's the blueprint at this point. So she obviously will have Super Freaky Girl on that album, but there will be other different-sounding songs. It can't all just be, like, Super Freaky Girl kind of songs. Even when she had, like, Roman Reloaded, they weren't all exactly, like, the same-sounding I mean, close enough, but not quite. So, yeah. I agree. Um, and lastly, uh, Sam Smith dropped his um, their album, Gloria. And I think it's a really good album. I think you should try and give it a listen. I know you're not really a pop pop fan like that. I love pop music. 
but they've got like such good songs like before they would always use to release songs that are a bit like slow and dreary and like and whatever mm. really come into their own with their um like pop kind of upbeat music bags so i think you would enjoy some songs so yeah give that a listen yeah, yeah, for the upbeat pop music was it consciously difficult to like say they in that sentence just now like continually yeah. I thought about it at first, and then I just got used to it. So I'm trying. I'm trying more now to use people's pronouns. Yeah. Because it's just you know, if they want to identify as that, then that's what they want to identify. So I feel like I should just give them the respect that they want, basically. But yeah, I I know what you mean though. Some it is because obviously you've been conditioned for so long to use he and him. Yeah. So like in that instance, it's like if I you know I don't know like if someone does say like call them call them he. Mm-hmm. Like, will they be offended kind of thing um, I was watching he was on Graham Norton the other day I think it was or something he said Fisher then yeah he said Fisher <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I was laughing because I think the person speaking to him for, like probably forgot yeah. what you know what I mean so they were a bit confused that interaction made me laugh in my head because I was like oh my god like they don't understand why he said that kind of thing and then I think they realised after like, I just think they just stopped talking after a while yeah and I was just sitting there like oh god but I got <laughs> I got it I think non-binary people appreciate when you try. If you make mistakes, then they 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 understand that it's not like they're yeah gonna, they're gonna be like oh you you're disrespecting me or whatever. I think as that's as it. Then <coughs> just a little grace goes a long way. Is that clear? Is that clear? Is that clear? Ah yes. So right there's the episode. Yes. So guys, if you didn't know, we have a, um, a Spotify playlist um, called the Rated Playlist. We add a new school, old school song each week. Um, it's my turn to add the new school song, and Ollie's gonna add the old school song, and I'm gonna add um, Lotto's Lottery featuring a new color, because the chorus is everything for me. Yeah, um, I think it'll be a big hit for her again. So like, big energy, or hopefully it is anyway, because it's a nice song. It feels very warm and infectious, and mm-hmm. I like the fact that the singer is like a um, plus size black lady. Yeah, it's true. Different. So yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. Really fun as well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna add the old school song, and it's actually your your impact because you release not release you put um free yourself as your album of the week last week. Ooh. and I, I was and it bring back memories because I used to love that album. Yeah. So as the actual song free yourself featuring Missy Elliott. Oh, good song because that is such a that is such a tune, and the whole album honestly is it's, it's a good album. Honestly, Fantasia, that that one album, if she could come and just sing that to me, I would be very happy. And maybe thrown when I see you and and um, collard green and cornbread, what this song's called. <laughs> That's such a funny name for a song. I know. Album back to me is actually one of my favorite albums too. I love that album so much. Mm. Um, I mean, anything after then, I think she's kind of dipped for me. But um, she's still a good artist anyway. There's yeah. one released in like 2013 with Kelly Rowland called "Without Me." That That's it as well, Missy. Yeah, that's a good song too. Can't lie. What? But yeah. yes oh and also guys yes um thank you for listening um if you don't follow us on instagram please do at the rate podcast um if you want to drop us a line or something that we should talk about in the conversation or if you want to feature on the podcast mm-hmm. we're doing features this year so we had our second ever feature with vix after our first with michelle williams so feel free to drop us an email um our email address is the rate podcast one at gmail.com um, my personal instagram is at carl cnn and I'm Olivade. And we will speak at you next time. We shall. See you later. Bye. See you.